Here it is another Saturday morning in CCO land where we talk with Jack Farrell and have a little bit of a wine chat. Good morning, Jack. 25 is the official temp here, and it's still winter. Yeah, balmy. Yeah, it's true. (laughs) You know, I had an interesting comment. Someone was asking me the other day about buying barrels of whiskey. And I thought, you know, that's something we've never, ever talked about. No. And I, it's a fascinating, fascinating subject, I think. Whiskey's been around for a long, long time. In fact, the name itself, whiskey, comes from the Gaelic, Uskaba, which means water of life. But it's not so unusual that they call whiskey water of life. Uh, after all, Latin for water of life is aquavita, thus aquavit, aquavit, and then French for years have had the eau de vie's water of life, you know, different flavor. So the distilled product, Uskaba, really came about from monks up in Ireland and Scotland, where they uh, practiced distillation actually for medicines originally. And it wasn't until Henry VIII confiscated all the monasteries and sent the monks out the distilling went out of the monasteries and into the homes and all that other stuff in the 1500s. But then, it, of course, it came to the United States. You know, the very first columnist in this country brewed beer and made whiskey and made homemade rum, etc., etc. And they did all that because they said the water, they could hardly drink the water, so they had to purify the water by adding different forms of alcohol to it. Anyhow, the, probably... Without a question, the most prominent distiller ever in the United States was George Washington. Yep, they got that right. The father of our country was a huge distiller. As a matter of fact, the distillery on Mount Vernon, which has been recently restored by Discus, which is a uh, arm of uh, the distributors of the United States in the liquor business, restored uh, Mount Vernon's distillery. And if you stop at Mount Vernon today, you can buy a bottle of Mount Vernon whiskey, <coughs> Excuse me, which was very, very popular. In fact, George Washington, if you can imagine this in colonial time, was making at the time over a half a billion dollars, $500 million in today's money he made over the years in producing whiskey. Uh, he even was smart enough to have the whiskey ration to the troops uh, when he was commander in general. And, of course, the whiskey came from Mount Vernon. But anyway, all the early father, Franklin was a, had a distillery, Jefferson had a distillery, etc. And uh, so uh, distilleries were a very notable thing. Now, today, of course, with craft distilleries popping up, it's like mushrooms after rainstorm. Not only are there craft beers everywhere and wineries in all 50 states. Now they're making craft spirits, whether it's vodka, gin, or whiskey, all around the country. Of course, whiskey is best known for bourbon, which comes from Kentucky. And there they have a very noble history. Bourbon County, obviously bourbon is named after the royal family of France, the Bourbons. And whether it was named because of Bourbon Street in New Orleans or Bourbon County, in Kentucky, which is probably the most likely it was named after Bourbon County in Kentucky. Uh, and there is where whiskey was really perfected. 
it, it was pretty easy, you know. Uh, actually, whiskey was the common currency in this country during colonial times. Uh, a farmer would grow a lot of corn, and with the extra corn, he would distill it down into whiskey. And, of course, 60 bushels of corn transported into one barrel of whiskey. So it was much easier to move your uh, products around if you turned it into whiskey. So <coughs> all of the early pioneers had distilleries on their property. In fact, we had in this country a war called the Whiskey Rebellion when they tried to tax that because it was so popular. Uh, you know, it's hard to imagine how popular American whiskey was. Well, anyhow, it, didn't, it took a while to come about to what it is today, even charring the barrels. You know, whiskey uh, doesn't age in the bottle. So, you know, you get a fine... You're, Go over to Grandpa's or Uncle Ike's house and look in the basement, and lo and behold, Uncle Ike had a bottle of whiskey there. Must have been sitting in the basement 60 years. Must be wonderful. No, the day they put it in the bottle is the day bourbon stops aging. It ages beautifully in barrels and that, but once it's in the bottle, the aging stops. And, of course, as I said, whiskey is so popular. If you go around the world, youngsters just crave American whiskey, whether you're in France or Germany or Italy or Chile or Australia, they all want to have American whiskey because it's so very, very popular. And it's very, very different, uh, American whiskey, in my opinion, than others. And bourbon is perhaps one of the best of all of them. Uh, you know, the names in bourbon, Robert Samuels, who was founded Maker's Mark in 1780, I mean, that was a long time ago. Basil Hyden, who started Old Granddad, was about 1796. The Brown family, which Old Forrester, 1792. So we have, <coughs> excuse me, a very noble history in the United States of producing whiskeys. And like I say, it took, they liked the water in Kentucky. So that became kind of the headquarters, and thus the name bourbon. And as a matter of fact, bourbon is the only indigenous spirit to the United States by Act of Congress in 1967. Uh, bourbon is strictly an American spirit. So, it, it you know, the complex history of all these uh, things is, is fascinating. As I said, the names, uh, you know, it's kind of funny, the... Uh, Elijah Craig, who is kind of gifted and uh, considered the father of bourbon whiskey. Uh, it, it's an unsubstantiated claim, but it's very interesting. He was a Baptist minister and had a huge church and was the uh, creator of bourbon whiskey. And as I said, the evolution came about, uh, you know, whether somebody's accidentally caught a barrel on fire and it charred the inside. But bourbon benefits from barrel aging. As a matter of fact, years ago when I first uh, came to Haskell's and bought Haskell's 50-some years ago, we used to get aged whiskey. It was fairly common. Today it's very, very hard to get good aged whiskey. Our private label whiskey, Haskell's Number 10, was a 10-year-old whiskey, and it was readily available. Today, to get a 10-year-old whiskey, uh, you'd have to move mountains and, and pay an awful lot of money because aged whiskeys today just are not avail readily available. But when they are available, I'm telling you, it's worth seeking them out because it's so interesting to taste those things. They're very, very complex. 
And, you know, most whiskeys are 40% alcohol or 80 proof. And then that goes up and down depending on the type of whiskey, uh, et cetera. But for all intents and purposes, bourbon is, uh, as I said, an American drink. It has a very noble history uh, with our uh, founding fathers being all uh, distillers and benefiting greatly from making their own spirits. And so we've perfected this. And as I said, in my opinion, you can talk about Tennessee whiskey or whiskeys made wherever, even in California, but the very best come from Kentucky. As a matter of fact, much like the uh, going to Napa Valley or Sonoma Valley in California, you can go to Kentucky and go on the bourbon trail, and then you can stop and visit various distilleries around uh, Louisville without, you know, I think everything is within an hour, hour and a half drive of Louisville. And uh, the bourbons are just absolutely incredible. And as I said, what I can't get over is the popularity of those bourbons all throughout the world. Young people, that's their drink of choice. Uh, And I suppose it's kind of a rite of passage. You get to be 21, you can all all of a sudden uh, try this uh, unique American spirit. And we should, as I said, it's the only spirit in the United States that by act of Congress, uh, bourbon, no one else in the world can call their whiskeys bourbon except here in America. So there you have a lot of stories about whiskey, and it makes it very interesting, in my opinion, because we have so many different ones. As I said, we've taken the bottling barrels. we got a new one called Caribou Crossing, which, believe it or not, comes from Canada. And, uh, boy, I'll tell you, is that something else. Uh, you talk about a barrel of, of rye whiskey that's very, very good. That Caribou Canadian is wonderful. Then in bourbon, we have Elijah Craig, named after Benny Haskell. It's 10 years old. And then we have an 11-year-old Elijah Craig, which is named after Fritzy Haskell. Even Knob Creek has done barrels for Haskell. And Woodford has done barrels for us. John Winnegar and Russell Zinke, a couple names from the movie Stripes, they named those barrels that, and then we bought them. And we have an enormous selection of these whiskeys uh, to choose from. And I'll tell you, if you haven't had a whiskey recently, maybe it's time to revisit the whole issue because they are incredible and they make very, very interesting gifts and great conversation if you're having a drink. Oh, that's a great idea. Another great idea on this on this wine chat. And uh, folks can get whatever your your choice of beverage uh, you can find anything you want. Get lots of help besides at any Haskell's location. Indeed, whether you're looking for bourbon whiskey or you're looking for a wonderful wine to have uh, with a hot stew on a chilly winter day, just stop in and see the folks at Haskell's. Tell them what you're fixing, and they'll pick a wine that a will go perfectly with whatever you're fixing, and b won't break the bank. There's a Haskell's near you where you can save big dollars on wine. Haskell's in Bloomington. There's a Haskell's in Chanhassen. Haskell's in Excelsior. There's a Haskell's down in Faribault right off of 35. Our super seller up in Maple Grove is not to be missed. Downtown Minneapolis has free parking on Saturday and Sunday. Haskell's in Minnetonka at Ridgedale. There's a Haskell's in Plymouth, St. Paul, Stillwater, White Bear Lake, and Woodbury, too. And if you can't come into Haskell's, go to Haskell's.com or go to WCCO.com slash wine. It'll take you right to the Haskell's website. Where you, incidentally, you can read all about on our website 
all about various bourbons and uh, whiskeys throughout the world. Excellent. Yes, a great resource. Well, Jack, let's try this again next week. I'm going to look forward to that, Denny. Thanks very much. Jack Farrell from Haskell's.